today I would like to give you some information about our lovely speaker, Nicole. And Nicole Fisher and I have known each other for several years. And more recently, last year, she interviewed me on her Reinventionist Lounge for Successful Women and about um, my book, Lady X, and about my life journey. So I was very honored and blessed to have a personal interview with Nicole. And Nicole, as you all know, has um, been the CEO of the Reventionist Women Success Academy. And she's passionate about empowering women and entrepreneurs on their journey to success and business and also in their personal lives. She has worked with clients for many years to utilize in her expertise as a top number one corporate marketing executive working for leading and innovative international organizations, and one of which went IPO, and applies her appreciation of women entrepreneurship, which gained, she has gained in a high-level marketing position at a billion-dollar company, delivering marketing campaigns to over 27 million consumers. So today we are very blessed and honored to have Nicole here with us today. So to, as you all know, she's going to talk us through her steps that was in the Brains article, which is also a great art honor to be in this article as well, to be one of the authors on such a highly esteemed magazine and her little note is find your passion become the iconic version of you and build a profitable business that you love so everything we do is about love because love is the key to success in all areas of our life so for the people who have just joined us i'm going to be asking nicole some questions and if you have any thoughts or questions, write them down. And at the end of my interview with Nicole, you can all open up the floor and ask us some questions. So without further ado, please welcome Nicole. Thank you so much, Beverly. You made me sound like so big. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, and I'm so glad to be here. I really am honored. I am honored. I'm the one who is honored to be interviewed by you. And um, so glad to be sharing, hopefully, something that inspires all of your wonderful uh, women that are in your Be Here Now movement, I have to say. And it's so lovely that it's also a global movement. And just, you know, casually sharing about this topic, the seven keys to reinvent your life and your business. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Nicole. You're very humble. So without further ado, my first question to you is many women are ready for a shift in their lives, being more aligned with a professional pursuit that is on purpose whilst or starting their own business. Can you share with us 
what got you started on your journey to your own, as you call it, reinvention? <laughs> I think when, when all of this started to happen inside of me, this questioning, and it wasn't the first time, because you have a lot of my background was in corporate and I worked for really, really exciting companies, even in Europe or later also in South Africa. And I always enjoyed that a lot because I could work a lot on my own. I had my own national marketing teams and I could already there create my own little family spirit. And, and because we were all women, you know, I could just, you know, introduce the topics that I think you and I also share to my work within my little division. Um, then I moved countries again and started something new for various reasons, some of which were also personal. But after a while, I've run my own little boutique consulting company where I consulted with uh, companies and, and helped them to grow and scale their business. I felt uninspired. And I actually felt that I was just, you know, going through the motions and I didn't really feel I was living something that we would call a purpose. Uh, it was nice work. I enjoyed it. I had, you know, I was successful at it. There were also struggles in entrepreneurship, but I just felt there had to be something more. And I think I was also approaching the 45 years of age and plus. And um, maybe also because on the personal side, there have been so many shifts. So I started questioning everything. And I turned it all around because I wanted to arrive at something that was more meaningful where I really made a bigger difference to the world, however big or small. I had no idea what I, what I was embarking on that journey. And I engaged with a life coach. And she really, really, this was a very powerful experience for me. And I really started to understand what coaching means and how much more there was inside of me that was just longing to come out. And so this is how it all started. Cool. <laughs> so what is a good starting place then for all of us here on this call today to start our reinvention? As I just mentioned, you've written an article on the topic in Brains magazine talking about the seven steps to reinvent your life and business. So could you please tell us more about that? In my with pleasure, and that's such a wonderful question. So in my journey, I had to obviously get to something deeper, like as in, you know, my why or my zone of genius. And these are, I think, two very nice starting points that we can all, um, that we can all start with. What is really, I call it my zone of genius. And I think, you know, many people speak to that topic. But what is something that I love doing that lights, my, lights me up from the inside? And in, in the best of cases, connected to a little bit of a why. And when I, you know, when I started going through my own search, I also did a wonderful assessment on finding out about my own strength. And I also have shared the link with you. So maybe that is something that you can share with uh, your um, wonderful ladies in, in your group. It's, it was literally a strength assessment, but it was quite profound. So I found out that I actually love to learn and I love to lead. And it made perfect sense to me because I know how much I'm, I'm, I'm about absorbing information. So if you remember the, the caveman, like I'm like the absorbing information kind of girl. <laughs> so I thought, well, I've got this background in marketing. I've worked internationally. I actually coached teams, my 
team members, but I didn't know that I was a coach and I did it very intuitively. So I thought, hmm, there is something in this. What if I can bring all those elements together? My zone of genius, learning and leading, and then using my skills in business, marketing, everything around coaching. And this is how this um, reinventionist woman success academy idea started. So, which is basically an online learning place. So to, to, to put this all into one sequence, um, I think remembering where your strengths are, and all of us, we do have strengths, but often we are not aware of them. And we're not giving ourselves credit that we have this amazing gift, ability, knowledge to share. And then really connect this with your deeper why. What is it that you want to, to do in the world that maybe extends beyond your own, uh, just extends beyond yourself, your, your own small sphere of influence? Maybe there's something more you want to do. And I asked myself these questions and came up with answers that meant something to me personally. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just noticed Kim shared the link for everybody to your article, but for those who are on our mailing list and Facebook, they've already seen them. So would you be able to go through the steps that you've mentioned in the article? Yes, we can do that. Um, uh, I actually need to pull it up myself now because I don't have the sequence right in front of me. Um, it doesn't have to be in the sequence. I know you know your stuff, so you can just ad lib it if you want. So, I mean, it was basically really just um, reconnecting with my zone of genius and finding out my why. And then I also asked myself, how can I, you know, how can I not turn this? Because for me, this was important to make a, to turn this into something that could become a business. Because obviously I didn't want to, um, do this as a hobby. And so I engaged with my own, um, with my own coaches to help me basically create a whole sequence from knowing my why and my strength, stepping to, into my zone of genius, and then building a business that I'm passionate about. And I think that was basically the sequence for me um, that really gave me my purpose back. Oh, fantastic. Because as I keep saying to everyone, we're here to lead a happy, purposeful, meaningful life. But so many people from our interview a long time ago, you know, we both agreed that a lot of people are lost. And especially now with COVID, you know, a lot of people, they could have personal loss, loss of job, loss of loved ones, loss of income, there's so much poverty in the world you know, and the list goes on. So many women as well are ready to start doing something that they're truly passionate about and maybe looking to start their own business. And I know you, Nicole, have a very interesting view on how to monetize your passion in business. So maybe you could please tell us more about that because we all like to have money, don't we, ladies? <laughs> Well, I think it's incredibly vital that we do something that we stand fully behind, that we are passionate about. But then I say, you need to also understand that you, if you are passionate about something, that doesn't necessarily mean that because you're passionate about it, the market is, or your target audience, or who you would like to speak to or sell your product to, 
whatever it is that you that you're wanting to launch so i really uh, advise and suggest that it is the most um, the, the the fastest or the most promising path to success is that you have your passion but you also need a plan you need a plan and a strategy and really also some um, just look at it from a side of, a, of, of being a business owner and because otherwise you will stay in your hobby zone yeah if you want to to, uh, to create a business around your passion, which is absolutely possible, then I would strongly suggest to work with someone who can advise you and help you and do some market research around it, whether there is actually a demand in the market for what you're wanting to offer. And if I can speak to that, we have this very, very new and exciting industry of coaching, and I call it the advice sharing industry. Because so many of us have got something we know we know and we could teach it. And I think that is an incredibly exciting opportunity to also um, start dabbling with entrepreneurship and um, you know, take your knowledge that could be something that someone else doesn't know because you may be underestimating yourself and you're saying, oh, well, that's easy. Someone else wouldn't. So here you have a need and you have maybe a challenge in your market or your market would perceive what you have to offer as something that they that would help them to overcome their challenge and then you just start you know obviously you need to create a brand around this and define your niche so there are all sorts of principles business principles that could help you to monetize your passion yes well it was good that you mentioned a lot of people got hobbies and that you need to make a plan and put it into action because I know even myself included over the years, I'll get the best idea and I get really super excited and I do uh, all my market research and then it's taken it to the next step. So, you know, a lot of people might think, oh, it's only a hobby, you know, it's not worth, I can't see it being a business, but you know, when you look around the world at all the amazing things that have started as hobbies and become businesses. So what would you, you know, some people feel they're not good enough um, or not capable. You mentioned about coaches and, you know, if people can't afford a coach, what would you say would be a way of getting them started and believing in themselves? Well, I'm, I'm not the specialist on, on that topic of believing in yourself. I can only speak from my personal experience. And we all, I think all of us go through moments when we say, am I doing the right thing? Can I really pull this off? And I think, excuse me, I think it's just also a way of, um, you are very um, passionate about self-love. And I think it's that self-compassion that we have to give ourselves. It's a journey. And we didn't come to this world knowing all these things, all the, you know, the business side of coaching, which I'm specializing on. No one knew about this or, I mean, we're not, we're not trained at that. So take it step by step, um, explore. And I, I would be glad to share another resource with those of you who want to maybe dabble into, um, you know, something like that as in you know, sharing, you know, starting an advice sharing business. Um, so I'm happy to do that. There are some questions that are asked, you know, think about your, who could be your ideal client? Would they be willing and able to invest in your services? 
There are a couple of questions that one could go through to assess, is this really something that could work for me as a business? Because I'm passionate about it. Can I monetize it? And you have to ask yourself some questions. Is there a market for it? And there are ways and, and steps to do that. Oh, fantastic. So uh, that's very kind and generous of you to start a group and offer people advice to share business questions and tips and things like that. So what is one piece of advice that you could share with us that could make all the difference to each and every woman on this call today who want to change their career or, or even their life for that matter? Well, for me, it, for me personally, what turned my life around was engaging the services of a coach. At that time, a life coach, and I actually wanted to start out in that direction. Um, so that is get yourself support. If you don't, if you can't work with a coach or you don't want to, maybe also just create a support system around you because I think we are a reflection of the five people that we spend most time with. So I think that could be a good starting point. Um, I think doing the strength assessment is wonderful. It really reminds you of your talents. And maybe from there, you have some wonderful ideas that you could start exploring. And um, the world really needs everything in the area of you know, health advice, also wellness and life coaches, because I think so many people are asking themselves deeper questions, like the ones that you are asking, so, or that you are you know, sharing in your community. So I think the world goes a little bit deeper these days. The surface uh, noise is hopefully dying down, and people are wanting to go back to their core beliefs, their core values. Um, and I find that that is a good starting point. Great. I know because, as I mentioned earlier, lots of people have lost their jobs or maybe that job won't exist anymore. So now I personally believe it's time for people to look within and instead of doing jobs that their parents or their partners or this peer group suggested for them, that now is the opportunity that they can look within and truly follow their passion. Like you said, a hobby, whatever you're passionate about, you can make it into a business. So I think, you know, that's a really good place to start. Look at your passion. And I know, Nicole, that you have some mindset tools that you use as well. And what is it, what's one, for example, that really stands out for you and would you mind sharing it with us please i mean absolutely i think we alluded to this earlier we probably touched on this and one that is very close to your heart as well is also self-love and being patient with ourselves you know yeah i think around that um i know you are always coining this question what would you do if you were totally in love with yourself or i hope i worded correctly um that is certainly something that I also had to remind myself, starting from that compassion with yourself, um, being patient, doing things step by step, and also one, if I may add that one, you know, celebrate progress. Just celebrate progress. Well, today you did this little step, and that's great. Just celebrate yourself for that. Because I think, I mean, in corporate, sometimes it can be a high-pressure environment. In my case, it wasn't that high-pressure, but... Um, I know that, that this can really often crush us So, um, because you always have to deliver. No, celebrate your progress every day. Celebrate your progress. 
And that means you can celebrate more and more and more because you're not only celebrating achievement, which is wonderful. But uh, I think we need to be a whole lot more gentler with ourselves. Yeah. And all of a sudden, breathe, it opens up, your mind clears, and you're getting the ideas. And uh, yeah, then obviously making a proper plan so that you know that you move from hobby to a proper business. Yeah. And I know you're going to gift everyone on the call your planner that you designed yourself. Do you want to talk us through that, what you've got on your planner and how, how, um, what gave you the idea to make it? Yes. Oh, that's lovely. I actually, I thought I needed a planner for myself. And um, I wanted to create one actually also for the uh, online academy, the Reinventionist Woman Success Academy. But it's a project that I need to do some other time because we're so busy at the moment. So I just said, well, what are the elements that, you know, that are important to me? It obviously relates to business. So I have my, my goals and my missions on this calendar. But I also have like, you know, have I done my daily exercise? But I don't want this to be another to-do. So whatever. It can also be, you know, my spiritual exercise, my meditation, or just my gentle stretching. So um, my water intake, you know, some health aspects. And um, I'm combining goals with uh, changing or modifying um, habits. So what are some healthy habits that I could slowly introduce into my life? And when you open it, I mean, it's nothing complicated. I did it for fun. But mm. um, I think lovely structure for a day and if you don't tick off all the boxes that's also fine but slowly slowly it can give your day some structure because if we're just you know floating around and we're not having our days being a little bit structured without stifling us then I think we can get a whole lot more done fantastic um, my approach I hope this works for you ladies as well so check it out and see if you like it and modify it as uh, as you please yeah. Um, can you tell us a bit about your background? Like, how did you start originally? Like, when you went to school and, and uni, and what gave you the idea to go in the corporate world? And maybe a little example of what a day in the life of Nicole was as a busy billionaire company exec. Well, look, it was actually, I'm very much a self made. Uh, I'm very much a self-made woman. So I, um, when I started working for larger corporations and international companies, theoretically, I didn't have the acumen as in, acumen as in um, the, the university degrees, but I had other degrees and I worked in my dad's business, which um, qualified me to join a company that then went IPO. And I uh, was head of their European business development um, department at age 28 so the, the wow. company they went public and, and literally they just wanted they wanted my mindset because that was the that was the time when e-commerce started so no one not even with 10 university degrees you could have had knowledge about this industry so i think they hired me more for this position because of maybe my lateral thinking or my attitude or my learning ability and I literally was thrown into the deep end and it was it was incredible and then you know I immigrated to South Africa and and there I was headhunted by this billion dollar this then to become billion dollar property company 
and the CEO saw me in a presentation. And again, he liked my mindset. He liked how I presented things, how I analyzed things. So it was different skills than just presenting a CV. And he said, do you want to build this marketing department? I said, look, this is what I've done. This is what I haven't done. And he just gave it to me. And so I, I turned it around. So there was always reinvention. If I'm looking back now, I was constantly new companies, new countries. Um, so I seem to like reinvention. <laughs> I was blessed because people really gave me an opportunity to grow into something and grow something. So they gave me the canvas, which was an incredible blessing. And I always had mentors who, who helped me along. And I was mostly self-taught, I have to say. Wow, that's incredible. It's good. Like I know my niece on the call has got two degrees. And um, many people today, I think they get obsessed with, not obsessed, but peer pressure as well, that, um, you know, sometimes companies won't look, after, look at your CV unless you've got the degrees. But it's wonderful that you were able to be self-made and just go for it. So that was brilliant. To add, this was quite a while ago. So I think nowadays, um, and I was lucky to have CEOs who headhunted me who were very open-minded. I don't, I think I was also lucky to be honest because I met um, the right person at the right time. It's probably not a, a, a recipe. Um, okay. So I doing very well with her degrees and <laughs> going, um, this is certainly going to be, you know, she's going to have amazing opportunities by having that. It was the dot-com era. So yeah. everyone was, you know, um, reinventing themselves or just getting opportunities. It was just that, that time. I don't know whether this is ever to be repeated, but I think at the moment, everything that's happening online, so many businesses and single female entrepreneurs are moving online. So mm -hmm. I think there is a new opportunity for all of us women entrepreneurs or to to become women entrepreneurs or female entrepreneurs, to see whether there is a niche in this market um, that speaks to us and that we maybe want to build a business in. Not a fly by night, it's not get rich quick. Um, so you have to put in the work, but it could be very exciting. It's great. So I know you're a go-getter and I know your message would be, you know, just go for it and stop um, dilly-dallying and make the most of it. And so from South Africa, where did you go from there? Because you started, you were born in Germany and then... I yeah. worked uh, internationally, I worked um, then based in Hamburg, but I worked internationally. Our offices was, was in the United States and then all over Europe, we had offices. And then love brought me to South Africa. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. We, we like that. <laughs> there were lots of chapters in between, but then, you know, I lived in, in Italy, I worked in Dubai, so there was a lot of mixing and matching and traveling around the world, which wasn't always easy. I mean, you know, it's not like this was always like a smooth cruise, not at all, but this is just how we learn and how we grow, how we get groomed, how this yeah. is within all of us, this iconic version, it's just 
slowly sizzled, you know, slowly comes to, to the light. And I, I really think this is, all of us do have this opportunity. It's just getting back to self-love, knowing your strength and your wise, all these beautiful um, elements. Yeah, and I also say to people, you know, just because you've got a weakness doesn't mean to say it's a bad thing. A weakness could actually be your strength as well. And it's about knowing and recognizing and having your team support around it as well. But um, I know because you've lived in different countries and I know you've been in Monaco in France as well. And that's where our group is based. And nearly everyone there would have to say is an expatriate. So you're living in a foreign country. So what would be your tips on cultures? Because I know it's very difficult working with the French culture, for example. You, in my opinion, I, I always say to people, you know, learn the way they work and operate and then just accept it. Don't try and change anything because they're not going to change. So you've lived and worked in a few countries. So what would be your advice to us that are living in foreign countries? Well, I think, you know, I mean, the South Africa is very much the British culture and I felt I fitted in very well um, because I was an open-minded kind of person. So I didn't have to really change or change them. I felt very welcome. The South Africans are very warm and open-minded. And so that for me was refreshing because Maybe that doesn't come from my heritage, but from my, my personality. But then when I lived in Dubai, I just tried to, when I lived, I didn't live, I worked in Dubai. Um, when, you know, I, I just tried to understand, as you say, just to try to understand where they were coming from and being respectful. Now, maybe Dubai is yet another slightly different angle because there we have a Muslim culture. Um, but I would agree with you. It's just, you can't change you know, you can't change people who are uh, coming from certain value system, systems or habits. Um, and maybe just embrace, you know, what you can learn from that culture. Um, I lived in Italy also for four years. So wow. think, yeah. whereabouts, because Cindy is in Italy as well at the moment. She's American Lake living Como. in Italy. Oh, Lake Como. Oh, very romantic place. So, yeah, so I think, you know, sometimes I was a bit impatient or um, some things also, you know, we are just human beings. I'm, I also struggled sometimes with, you know, everything's going not uh, fast enough. So, but I think it's just, you know, fitting into the pace and then where you can, um, you know, where you need maybe a different support for yourself, well, then you connect with your expat community there as well, which I also did. Um, so that you feel, okay, this is our normal. And then Italy, maybe, okay, here they're a little bit different. So how can we mix the two? Now, I must say, all of these cultures have incredibly enriched me in retrospect. The Italians with their, um, just with their very much being in the moment, celebrating a piece of beautiful bread and tomato and wine, awesome. So often, in retrospect, I had deeper learnings from that time and, and just saying, wow, they've really got that figured out. You know, they, you know in France, I mean, there are many 
things that we can uh, probably speak to in terms of what France is, is offering in terms of um, the enjoyment, the beautiful food and an appreciation of, of things that maybe other cultures overlook. Fantastic. I don't really have, to put it in one sentence, I don't really have a recipe other than just living it day by day and uh, growing within Anna. that new and I think um, today that is a recipe for life. We take one day at a time, especially with the, these uncertain times. Like, you know, how has um, COVID affected your business and your life? It has been, it's scary to say, this has, this has literally given me an opportunity and it has pushed me because I wanted to do uh, more life events. I had to rethink everything. And this was for me fantastic. So I'm mourning all the losses. I don't want to sound trivial, but for me, it has forced me to rethink everything. And what has come out now is so much more bigger version of what I had planned initially. So, oh. It's wonderful to hear a success story. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Nicole for her wonderful presentation.